Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Bedroom Talks, where we get financially intimate. Today, we're delving into a topic not often talked about. It's the powerful connection between emotions and money. Join me as we uncover how feelings impact our finances and learn actionable tips to achieve true financial freedom. Hey, y'all. Get under the covers and get comfortable because we're about to get intimate. No, not that kind of intimate. Look close. Did you know that three of the most intimate conversations we can have are sex, mental health, and finances? Probably didn't expect that last one, did you? Financial challenges are actually one of the leading causes of divorce and stress today. A big reason? We don't talk about it, at least not thoroughly anyhow. That's where I come in. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Marie, a certified wealth coach, best-selling author, and the creator of Bedroom Talks, Get Financially Intimate, a podcast focused on bringing awareness to the importance of financial intimacy and enticing openness to get real in a judgment-free zone. Together, we're gonna cover a multitude of financial topics so you can leap toward financial freedom with confidence. Are you ready? Grab your wine or whatever drink you prefer and let's unrobe this topic. All right, y'all, let's just get started. Up first, we're gonna talk about understanding the emotions and money connection, all right? We're going to unravel the psychological intricacies of money management and explore how emotions can influence our financial choices. Plus, you're going to gain some insights into how our feelings shape our spending habits and overall financial well-being. So how do we do that? First and foremost, we have to reflect on our past financial decisions. It's important to take time to look back at your financial choices and identify any patterns or emotions that may have influenced them. This essentially is a self-awareness, okay? And it's gonna help you to understand your money habits better. Here's what I like to uh, say about this particular uh, topic or this particular, what's the word looking for, practice. No, our past doesn't have to define us. But if we don't understand what has happened in our past and how it is connected to our current future in the way of improving and ensuring that we're not repeating past mistakes and repeating bad cycles or generational habits that are not beneficial for us, if we just ignore that stuff and never deal with it, we're never going to get out of those cycles. So we have to recognize what happened, be willing to admit this is what happened, and work on growing through that, work on improving those areas in order to get better, in order to come out of those situations and not repeat those cycles, okay? So next is to um, create a money journal. Journaling is so therapeutic and it doesn't have to be extensive. It can literally just be jotting down 
words or phrases, and it doesn't have to be very long. You can do it once a week, you can do it once a day, whatever works best for you. But start journaling your feelings and thoughts about money regularly, okay? Write down any emotions that arise when making financial decisions or facing financial challenges. This practice will actually reveal insights into your emotional relationship with money. It can be so eye-opening, all right? And lastly, seek professional guidance. Consider consulting a financial therapist or a counselor or even a financial coach like myself, ones that specifically incorporate mindset and things of that nature into what they do, who can help you explore the emotions behind your money behaviors and provide guidance on improving your financial well-being, all right? I want you to know that there is absolutely nothing wrong with going to somebody else for help. I've done it. I still do it to this day, okay? And it is so healthy, so healthy, as well as freeing and peaceful. All right. Next step is to identify negative money emotions, right? So what we're going to do here is we're going to shed some light on common negative emotions like fear, guilt, and shame surrounding money. We're also going to discover ways to confront and overcome those feelings to build a positive relationship with your finances, all right? So what does that look like? First and foremost, acknowledge and accept your feelings. Okay, we talked about this a little bit a couple of minutes ago. Don't ignore the negative emotions related to money. Instead, you want to allow yourself to experience and accept them without judgment. Recognize that these emotions are the first step toward addressing them. Okay, recognizing, recognizing the emotions is the first step toward addressing them. All right. Then practice self-compassion. Be kind to yourself when, when facing financial setbacks or mistakes. They always happen. Even still to this day, I make mistakes. There are some times where I forget to keep track of my uh, some of my spending things. If I go to the store, if I go to the, the group, go get gas or something of that nature, sometimes I forget to write it down. And then a week later, I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, wait, hold on, something's off here. And I can't beat myself up over that. All I can do is like, you know what? Okay, I forgot this. Now I got to go ahead and, and log it and then do my best to remember next time. Okay. So understand that everyone makes financial blunders or financial mistakes. And it's an opportunity to, to learn and grow, right? Mistakes are always a, lot, a learning opportunity, no matter what the mistake is, all right? Challenge your limiting beliefs. Challenge your limiting beliefs. Identify what any, any limiting beliefs that you have or hold about money, such as money is the root of all evil, or I'll never be good with money, okay? Challenge these beliefs by replacing them with positive affirmations and empowering thoughts. Let's go back for a moment to that money is the root of all evil mindset, okay? What this, this mindset is, this statement is, is actually a scriptural 
um, context, okay? There is a scripture that says the love of money is the root of all evil. But people have taken that out of context and said that money is the root of all evil. The reason why is because when people get money, especially when they're not used to having it, they can turn into different people, okay? They can, they can get greedy. They can get selfish. There's so many things that can happen. But the root of it is not the money itself. The root of it is that love for the money. Okay, so how do you view money? Look, I appreciate money. I know that in this world, this society that has been created, money is necessary to thrive. Okay, I get that. I and I understand it, though I don't love the fact that that we need money to thrive. It's the unfortunate reality of the circumstances that we're living in today. But where is your heart? Is your heart in being grateful for what you have, despite the fact that you have goals to have something more or have something better or to be debt free or to have a savings or to be able to invest? Are you grateful for where you are at right now? And when you do get more financially, when you do start to achieve your financial goals, are you too proud of that? Or are you grateful for those things and continuing to look for ways to not only improve yourself, but also serve others? And I just want to say when I say, are you too proud? I'm not saying it's not okay to be proud of your accomplishments, okay? But are we bragging to other people about all the things that we have, okay? That's what it looks like to love money above all things. All right. And then the statement of I'll never be good with money. Okay. Too many people say this. I have said this. Okay. And this mindset is based off our past experiences and things that people have said to us or implied to us. But guess what? Just like anything else, we can change. And we change by starting with a change in our mindset. And all that takes is saying, I am good with money. I can improve my financial circumstances. I will improve my circumstances. I am better with money. That's all it takes. Keep saying it over and over until you believe it and until you start seeing it. And even what, even then, still keep saying it. All right. Now let's talk about cultivating a positive money mindset. Okay. Learn practical strategies to develop a healthy and optimistic attitude toward money, all right? We also wanna talk about aligning your mindset with abundance and attracting financial success into your life, okay? And I'm not talking about all the woo-woo stuff necessarily, okay? It's all about uh, humility, gratefulness, and just thinking about your situation differently, all right? So how do we do that? Let's focus on abundance. Shift your mindset from scarcity to abundance by recognizing the opportunities and resources that are available to you, okay? Cultivate gratitude for what you have and envision a financially abundant future. Let's go back. Recognizing the opportunities and resources available to you. All right. Do you have a roof over your head? Do you have a car to get to and from work and to other places you need to be? 
Do you have food in your fridge? Do you have clothes on your back? Okay. Having a job in general, having health for you and your family. These are all things that are available to you, things that you have. Do you have supportive friends and family that are there for you, that are encouraging you? There are even things within your community that you can tap into that you may not yet be aware of, or maybe you are and you're utilizing them. Practice gratitude for those things, okay? Next, I invite you to educate yourself, okay? Investing time in financial education and self-improvement is so important. Something simply by, as simple as listening to this podcast or podcasts similar to this is a form of financial education, education, and it literally just takes time, not money, to invest into that, okay? Understand the more knowledge you gain about money management, the more confident and positive you'll become about handling your finances, okay? And the last one on here is to surround yourself with positivity, okay? It is so vital to connect with like-minded individuals who have a positive outlook on money and financial success. Take a look at the people around you. Are those people constantly negative about their situations? Are they constantly in financial turmoil? Are they constantly having to borrow money? Are they constantly uh, late on things? Who around you is striving for financial abundance and financial success in the most productive and humble way, okay? Make sure that you surround yourself with some of those people, even if that just means sitting and listening to them and hearing their insights and wondering, hey, well, you know, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? Okay, there are people that want to share their stories with other people because they see the world and they see what's going on and they don't want to see other people in those situations. Okay, all right. It's also uh, important to engage in uplifting conversations and read books or, like I said, listen to podcasts that promote financial empowerment. All right. There's lots of them out there. So many of them. You can even get on YouTube and Google some things. Okay, you're not Googling on YouTube, but you get my point. Right. All right. Now. Let's break free from emotional spending and impulse buying. Can I get an amen for anyone who has ever bought something in the middle of the night and the next day realized, you know what, that was an impulse and I shouldn't have done it? Same, same, okay? But it doesn't have to stay that way. We don't have to keep doing those things, all right? There are ways to navigate around that. So we want to explore Uh, how emotions play a role in impulsive purchases and discover techniques to resist emotional spending traps, okay? Ultimately, we want to take control of our impulses and make mindful financial decisions. All right, so what does that look like? How exactly can you accomplish that? Well, um, I encourage you to implement a cooling off period. When you feel the urge to make an impulse purchase, give yourself a designated cooling off period before making a decision. 
I typically recommend 24 to 48 hours. Okay. This is going to, this delay will allow you to reconsider whether the purchase aligns with your financial goals. All right. I also highly recommend that you spend, set spending limits. All right. Establish a budget for discretionary spending categories and stick to them. All right. This could be a personal spending line item for the month. And then it can also be where you say, all right, anything more than $5, $10, $25, whatever it is, I'm not really going to question it unless I'm toward the end of the month or I know that I'm toward the end of my monthly spending limit. And then I'm going to question it more. Okay. And it just kind of gives you that own your own personal accountability. All right. So knowing your spending limits is going to help prevent emotional overspending. And it's also going to keep you on track with your financial plan. All right. And then I would also highly recommend to practice mindful spending. All right. Before making any purchase, ask yourself, does this align with my values and my long-term financial goals? Mindful spending ensures that your emotions don't drive impulse purchases. I'm going to pause here and I'm going to explain this piece. And before I share this piece, I'm going to say um, potential trigger warning for anybody listening that may have experienced walking through some sort of addiction themselves or know somebody who's walked through an addiction. I apologize if this is a trigger warning for you. You are welcome to fast forward for the next 30 to 60 seconds, whatever works best for you. But here's what I want to share. A spending, emotional spending is essentially an addiction. Just like people get addicted to food, alcohol, drugs, things like that, we can get addicted to spending. Okay. There is more often than not, always some kind of an emotional root behind the reason for us having that spending urge, okay? It is a craving, an urge, a addictive thing within us that when we make that purchase, first off, it starts with seeing that item, that ad or the thing that we're looking at. And we're like, oh my goodness, I need that right now, right? Well, when we utilize those uh, techniques that we discussed a few minutes ago, setting spending limits and implementing a cooling off period, what we're doing, as well as, you know, practicing my, mindful spending with asking yourself whether getting that item will align with your values and your long-term financial goals. What you're doing here is you're giving yourself time to stop and think and decide whether this is an emotional urge or is this a practical, like, I need this type of thing, or you know what, I actually want this and I can afford this and this is not um, me spending money frivolously when I really don't need it and I have to pay off my bills or I want to pay towards debt and I'm just going to do this this one time and then the next 15 times you get the urge, you're going to do the same thing again. Okay. We want to break that cycle by giving ourselves the cooling off period and setting the spending limits. All right. Most often, if it truly is a financial or, or excuse me, an emotional urge, 
if you give yourself that 24 to 48 hours before you make that purchase, that urge is going to go away. Okay, you're going to realize this was just an urge. It was just a craving. I don't really need this thing. And I don't need to spend the money on this. I can spend the money on something else. The other thing that you're going to do most likely is if you still really want it, but you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't spend the money on this right now. You're going to probably come up with a plan to say, you know what? I can't get this right now, but maybe I can get it next month. And here's how I'm going to make that happen. And that's okay. All right. So I just want to encourage you that many of us, many of us have walked through this challenge of emotional spending. And I promise you that even though it is a little bit challenging to get started and sometimes takes a lot of practice with this technique, it is helpful, instrumental, and people are successful in overcoming overcoming the financial, excuse me, the emotional spending um, cravings using these techniques. All right, now, the last thing I really wanna talk about here is achieving financial freedom through emotional awareness, okay? You want to embrace the power of emotional awareness to take charge of your financial journey. It's important to identify triggers that lead to financial setbacks and learn to navigate through them with grace. So, all right, Michelle, I hear you, but can you explain further what exactly does that mean? Okay, I got you covered. First and foremost, develop a financial vision, all right? Envision your financial goals and create a clear vision of what financial freedom means to you. Understand your aspirations because it's going to keep you motivated on your journey, all right? You have to understand your why. What's that bottom line for you, all right? Maybe it's tied to your family. Maybe it's tied to something else. What is that why for you? Hone in on that and don't forget it. You also want to stay mindful of your emotions during financial decisions. Whenever you face significant financial choices, take a moment to check in with your emotions. Make decisions from a place of emotional balance and clarity. If you are going through stress, grief, frustration, overwhelm, anything like that, Ladies, if you are on your cycle and your hormones are out of whack, pause, 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 pause. Try not to make big financial decisions during those times. All right. At the very least, talk it out with somebody else who's more um, emotionally balanced in that moment than you are. All right. Maybe even write down what you're feeling and what you're thinking about that potential financial decision. Give yourself that 24 to 48 hours and then check back in with yourself and see where you're at and how you feel. All right. And I cannot end this discussion without saying that it's important to celebrate your progress and wins. All right. You want to celebrate your financial achievements, no matter how small. Recognizing and celebrating progress will boost your confidence and reinforce positive financial habits, all right? If all you did this week 
was remember one time to track your finances, congratulations. I am so proud of you and you should be proud of yourself. Celebrate everything, no matter how small it is. It's going to motivate you and encourage you. All right. As always, in these episodes, I love to leave you with um, motivation, encouragement, guidance, anything that's going to help you in your journey. So today we're going to come out of Hebrews 13 and 5, and it says, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And this just goes back to that um, gratefulness, the gratitude and the humility for where you're at and what you currently have. Start there. Start there. All right. And then we've got a quote from Bradley Vinson. And it says, money is a tool. When it's used properly, it makes something beautiful. Used wrong, and it makes a mess. All right, y'all. I want to invite you for a transformative financial mastery workshop this month. It's going to be on August 30th and 31st, where you're going to acquire even deeper insights into mastering your finances. You can secure your spot now at www.financialabundanceblueprint.com forward slash workshop and take the first step toward financial liberation. Did I mention it's a free workshop? Not only do I want to invite you, but I also want to invite you to share this with your family and friends who might need this same thing. All right. I truly thank you for joining me on this episode of Bedroom Talks, Get Financially Intimate. Remember, the emotional intelligence is an essential aspect of financial empowerment. By nurturing a healthy emotional relationship with money, you can pave the way for lasting financial freedom and well-being. Talk to you soon.